genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And today we are about to go off on minute 44, which begins with Danny confirming that Mr. Webley has a license for the shotgun he's holding and ends with Angel and Danny jumping over a hedge. Indeed. And we have our guest back, Neil and George. Welcome. Back again. Hello. Thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and so uh, and so we get uh, what is I like I just I love this bit. I love I love this bit here and the bit uh, the matching bit tomorrow. I just think are are so great. I think the thing that I love so much about this bit is how miserably confirms like I've got a license for this one, the shotgun that he's holding. And then, and then, you know, we have angel saying, what do you mean this one with that great zoom? Mm-hmm. Like almost Spielbergian zoom in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And then just like without, he just so friendly, just like, Oh yeah, let me show you the, my shed with all of my insane weaponry. <laughs> way, absolutely. Just, yeah. Just pops them on into the shed. Let's go pop in the shed. I'll uh-huh. show you. And just, this is an insane. This is this is an arsenal. He has an arsenal. That is. We get a full twenty movie seconds of lights shining on hardware and people. That's a long time in movie time. Yeah. Oh man, it's but that, it's insane. That, he he has a sea that, mine. He does have a sea mine. But that that's that twenty seconds, George. You're talking about is is like a. It's classic Edgar Wright, isn't it? I mean, this is the, the style that I most associate with Edgar Wright is like the super fast cuts, like clanking sounds or like, you know, the, the sounds that he's got going with each kind of cut. You know, it's like a, in this case, because it's guns, it's like a like a loading kind of a kind of each time it cuts, it, you get another one of these kind of gun sounds or clanking sounds. Or there's sometimes there's, a, there's like a sound of a blade or a knife in there. Yeah. And this kind of oh, super yeah. fast bit is just like that. That is typical Edgar Wright for me. It's like a ubiquitous Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Uh, and and the I have mute- a special treat for you guys. I I went through the Internet Movie Firearms database, and I looked up every single weapon that is shown. <laughs> and I have them listed from alphabetical order. So hold on. I'm going to read them oh, to God. you. <laughs> oh, Can you do it in I'm a super fast uh, Edgar Wright kind of I will way. do that. I'm going to do it in the Micro Machines voice guy. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Oh, man. The micro machine. There's just a lot of shotguns. That is a guy I have not thought about in at least 20 years. The micro machine guy. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, man. Wow. All right. Um, yeah, so this music, uh, which is, is important uh, to point out, um, this, this music in particular is interesting because it's not, you might think like, oh, this is just part of the hot fuzz score, Mm -hmm. but it's not. And you, and, and it is actually from lethal weapon. But specifically, it is not from the Lethal Weapon score. It is from the score done specifically for the Lethal Weapon teaser trailer. I feel that so hard. Mm. Yeah. I, because, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, I can imagine, like, wanting, like, no, I want it to have the trailer music. Yeah. 
the trailer music. I can just picture like, yeah, like that was kind of probably right. the trailer he saw when he was a teenager. I, I, I remember being hyped up over trailer specific music. Oh, yeah. And I was lucky enough to when I was growing up, I had YouTube that, you know, like, uh, for example, the trailer music in like 09 Star Trek mm-hmm. is like not part of the score, but it's like kind of. It's like whatever night begins to shine is. Yeah, sure. It's like created for public use or whatever. Yeah. Use. And yeah, like that's, I remember listening to that a lot in high school. But yeah, when <laughs> I, hearing that, I, 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 I sense a sense of, I don't know. like yeah. Kinship. Kinship, that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I, 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 so I love all of that music. And then uh, I, and the use of the music is sort of perfect here, I think. Uh, and it, it does bring you right back to 80s action movies just yeah. immediately and you don't know why because it's, it's almost it, it's if, it's subconscious for 99 percent of the audience yeah it's subliminal yeah, right subliminal. That's totally true. totally um absolutely uh do, and i just i i think that's amazing i love that do you mean the music when they're running out of the the no the, the music when the, they turn which, on which when they turn on, well i think it's when they're running out as well but it's when they specifically when they turn on the the light and it's like the ding 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 okay yeah that that is from the lethal weapon trailer okay um but uh it's so 80s when when they run out of the building there's more like a kind of it reminded the music reminded me of like of miami vice uh, yeah, intro, that's what I was intro thinking, theme that they either either it was aped Ex- exquisitely or they pulled it from like some sort of like chase scene from Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah. that's possible. Certainly possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this. Uh, so after that, after they they reveal all of the the weapons that he has, uh, and so Danny says, "By the power of Grayskull." Um, <laughs> how? What? What do you guys think is Danny's relationship with He Man? I think he grew up watching it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he loved He-Man. Yeah, grew up watching yeah. it. Big fan. Like enough, enough that it it just it, he loves it so much that it's just become that turn of phrase has just become like a phrase for him. Mm-hmm. I bet he had the 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 He-Man with the battle plate chest armor that you could hit and it would show damage and and he carried that thing around with him all the time. It was like his 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 security blanket. No, you know, we didn't have that. Shotgun. We we didn't have that. He would have had the 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 little action figures because that's that's what I had. I, I don't remember a, a hittable action plate thing. He just had the kind of, you know, the 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 four-inch tall, uh, you move the arms and legs, uh, and, and you could get, a, a, like, a really good range of them. Yeah. Um, you get Battle Cat, and you get, like, a... He probably had a um, a, a Castle Grayskull, and uh, yeah. Man at Arms, and then, yeah, whole probably... Well, obviously a Skeletor, and then probably Skeletor's Panther. What was Skeletor's cat called? He had a big... Skeletor? The, uh, the bone pony. I wish. I don't think that's what it was, George. Um, <laughs> the, so he he would have had a, a, a like a, a nice array of those uh, of those toys. You think? Maybe uh, I'm just talking about me who ran around with the uh, battle damage he man, like it was his uh, sort of sort of great. I mean, uh, sort of great skull. <laughs> do you think? Uh, do you think before he wanted to be a PC? Do you think Danny wanted to be? He-Man? You think like that's his like original <laughs> cool guy yeah. that he looked up to? Like, it's because when he Probably. says when he says by the power of Grayskull, it feels almost like instinctive. He doesn't know that he's saying right. it. He isn't making a reference in his head. He is exclaiming yeah. that that's like his pure excellent. The same way that like an old mom would be like, oh Jesus. Or like right. yeah. it's his proclaiming to his deity. He-Man. <laughs> He-Man. Yes. The throne of Grayskull. Oh man! When yeah. I was a kid, I wanted to either be a garbage man or the Incredible Hulk. So I can definitely sympathize with his desire to want to grow up and be He Man. Oh yeah, 
Absolutely. Um, okay, so this next bit, uh, when I, I, I love that when they ask him, where did you find, where did you get these? And he just says, found them. Found them. Mm-hmm. He just he found, <laughs> he found all of cool. these. He just found them. Take note, other movies. <laughs> found them. <laughs> yeah. No, don't you understand? In in cinema sins, this this is a sin, right? For sure. Definitely a plot hole. Where did he? Where could he? How did he find them? How did he find them? What did he carry them back himself? He's an old man. He's by himself. Yeah. That's that's like seven. Yeah, marks but we're not watching sins. old man minute. We're watching hot fuzz. You know, <laughs> it's like we don't need to know the days and ins and outs of his daily life. Oh yeah, I know. I know. I'm just. I'm, Come I'm, on, I'm, cinema sins. I'm making fun off. of. Yeah, I'm making fun of cinema sins because they're the worst. Well, the extreme. Uh, the extreme of that, I think, is is like the new Michelin Impossible's, where you know the the director and the writers. The, you know, do, what's the director's name? The, the, who did the the last two or three? Uh, Chris. Uh, McQuarrie, yeah, Chris McQuarrie. If you listen to kind of him and talking about how the creative process to him writing the movie, you know, in collaboration with his writers and Tom Cruise, he basically asks for, for first of all, he wants he wants locations that look great and you know and fit with the kind of you know the the set pieces that he has in mind. Then he puts the plot together. Right. It's like okay, and then so you end and and when he talks to like. How, you know, you get, you get a lot of questions like, oh, but how did this happen? And how did they get from this to this? And it's like, it doesn't matter. That's not what the movie's all about. Just enjoy right. the movie. Don't worry about all right. that kind of stuff. And right. that's how he writes it. And that's how, and, and they're great movies. Exactly. I really would watch like a 25 minute, like Werner Herzog short film of David Bradley by himself, carrying all these guns over to <laughs> like piece by piece on like a. Like wheelbarrow, just over the, the course of his like, life, yeah, <laughs> pulling his like like the the the, the load up the hill and back down again. Do you, do you think he found charging. all of these together, or do you oh, yeah. think? Okay, you do. You don't think yeah. he, he just piecemealed these together over time? No, right? there's one. There'd be one kind of dump of all these things. Oh, there must yeah. be right. Well, there's I mean, your like Harry Brown, and it'll be on his ground. It'll, it'll be oh yeah. There'd be like an old abandoned hut on his ground or something, and oh yeah. Someone else. More like a bunker. Well, maybe. Could be. Could be a war thing. Could be, you know, I don't know. There are a lot yeah, of these, you, as, you, as you'll have found out, George, looking at the database, a lot of these are very old. Old yes, rifles and yes, such. They are. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so the bit where he says, uh, you know, it's a, it's a dangerous, this is a dangerous collection you have. And he says, <laughs> ah, it's not dangerous, just a bunch of junk and hits the sea mine. And is this... Is this, I'm posing this question and I'm serious, is this the funniest Dutch angle in the history of cinema? <laughs> I think it very well might be because there's nothing about this scene that doesn't just like crack me up every time I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. It's just the, the setup, their expressions, everything is just perfect. <laughs> it's the slow, it's, it's, it's how slow it is. The, the, the drift into a Dutch angle is just so slow. It's queasy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It just, I it just adds to like how funny it is. Um, yeah, and this and perfect. the what did he say? What did he say? Like, yeah, both of these moments really, and I keep saying this, but they feel like classic. Like they could have been in a Mel Brooks movie, they could have been in a Laurel and Hardy movie. Yeah, or like Zucker Brothers. Yeah, you know, and I think those are the moments that really make this movie. Where why we talk about it being a classic because it isn't just like nerd shit references. Right, we're guys. Yeah. It's like 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 airtight comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good filmmaking. It's yeah, just good yeah, yeah. filmmaking. It's comedy with a camera, which is really hard to do. 
Oh yeah, it is. And he does it all the time, all the time. Yeah. Um, constantly using the camera for comedic beats. Uh, and this is uh, just a masterwork of use- using a Dutch angle. Uh, Cause like, Dutch angles are so overused. I was about to say, there probably stuff. aren't a lot of examples where I could say that was a like a good, like a funny Dutch angle. So when I think of Dutch <laughs> yeah. angles. I think of like the like the Grinch. Yeah. Or like or uh, Gotham. Yeah, that's true. Lots of Dutch angles on Gotham. Two things Don't that I, I love in spite of themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't tell Kevin Smith. Oh, does he does he do Dutch angles? He doesn't do Dutch does, angles. I thought does he, he does a lot. Do anything. Doesn't he? Seems oh. to always do them for me. Oh, okay. Oh. I don't think of angles when I think of Kevin Smith. Yeah, I don't. I just think of... Oh, I do. I just think of... Hey, Jeff, I think of all the people that died on the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. I just think of a camera on a tripod and then just letting people talk while sitting. That's well, his older stuff, yeah. I think his newest stuff, he likes... He's still, oh, like the Yoga uh, Hosers. Yeah, Tusk, new Tusk stuff. Kind of. is not very good stuff. Tusk had yeah. some interesting like Dutch angles. I guess that's true. If I remember correctly. I guess that's true. Yeah, it did. I saw that movie again post-theaters. Did you? Yeah. Oh, man curiosity yeah i really i only saw it the once i really like michael parks yeah that long scene between michael parks parks and johnny depp oh i fast forward is uh i tried to not think about it it's a lot it's a lot to handle it's a lot um anyway uh this uh this this running and jumping over the hedge is uh so good um i forget what they saw how many times they said that they had to do this oh really uh, to get it to get it right, where they they fell all the way off camera, you know, because oh, right. that's the only way the joke works. Um, <laughs> yeah, is if they if they go all the way off camera. Uh, if you see them land, it's like kind of not as funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like what you what you don't see, right? Because like the it's the leap that's funny. It's a the, yeah, right. You're doing it in unison, it actually looks like. I don't know. Just seeing them in motion is starting to be really fun to me. Yeah. And simpatico. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, they commit to it. You don't want to think about someone landing when they commit to something like that. You want to like, everything's fine. You don't need to see them go, oh, and like, oh, I'm getting too old for this shit. You know, that right. sort of like joke. You want you want them to like be the super cops they're starting to be. Yeah. Yeah. You want to There's show a- that they're capable of this stuff so that when they yeah. do it later, it doesn't feel like it's out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, he, it, it's subtle because you don't think that's what he's doing because it's just funny. But you're right. It does set up that these – it shows you – if nothing else, it shows the audience what them being really active looks like. So that, yeah, it isn't the first time it ever happens yeah. when it goes off. There's also a good – there's also a good <laughs> – when the jump, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. might have been put in in post. But I like it. I love a good <laughs> – Good God. Saxon was in there. They they took Saxon into the into the gun room. Did they? Oh, hold on. It looks like they. I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think PC Walker was in there, and he doesn't okay, leave yeah, PC Walker's side. That's true. Um, I just I I love like in the doorway. Yeah. Oh yeah, there he is. I I love the look on on uh, on uh, Webley's face in his oh, Dutch angle, yeah. where he's just like, oh God, what have <laughs> I done? <laughs> what have yeah, I done? Him also yeah. being concerned as I think. Oh, that hasn't happened before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I just kill everyone? Yeah, it just the exchange of looks and then the wide shot of them running out of the building. Oh, it's so good. Oh man, I love every. I just love everything about this this sequence today. It's like we don't even get a, a real chance to let it settle in that that's like a like a sea mine. Yeah, like that's like yeah. Oh man, how do you think he got the sea mine here? I think it was part of the cache. Found it. Tractor. Well, no, I know, but I mean physically. Uh, how did he get the sea mine? Uh, we see that tractor, that blue tractor. Maybe he like pulled it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he tied a rope around it and just like dragged it through the dirt. Pulled it. 
Oh, he's your, he gets it. He should. <laughs> Daring death to strike. Just, yeah. uh, just not driving. Only did he get it? Driving down the road, dragging it, it behind yeah. him, and like there's like traffic <laughs> piling up, and there's sparks coming off the sea mine. Not only did he get it to the the farm, he got it in deep yeah. inside this very large area yeah. that had to involve him like rolling it or using some sort of transportation method to get it from point A to point B. Yeah. You probably have to ask the ask the neighbors. I don't know. There's a lot of holes in the ceiling. Maybe he just dropped it through and <laughs> then and then yeah. just left it. Oh, he's all. <laughs> He'll have some. He'll have some strong farm hands. You know, he's got a farm to tend. You yeah, know, p- people who work on farms lug heavy things all over the place all the time. This is easy. True. We don't know a hundred percent that he doesn't have like grown kids or or yeah or like maybe people that neighbors. I don't know. Yeah, maybe like other people that work on the farm with him. Yeah, mm. maybe he owns it, but he has workers. We get the sense that he's a recluse based on the state of his shed and his everything about him, but right. we don't know that. <laughs> and it does look like he's wearing stripy uh, PJ bottoms. Uh, when he runs out of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, good. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, I think that's what it appears that he is uh, wearing. <laughs> yeah, it 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 matches the jacket in a way that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, because it's got like maroon <laughs> stripes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got a whole and his robe as well going on. It's yeah. good. Well, do we have a con- do we have a context for what time of day this is? Oh, that's a good question. I assume I assume it's still like. Mid morning, morning because yeah, yeah because he got because he got called, called he woke he called in he was called in and he had to wake up mm-hmm. which you know is super early for him because he was probably going to go for a run before work yeah listen to village mm-hmm. green preservation yeah. exactly so so we're probably talking they were probably at the scene of the crime by like 7 a.m so it's probably like 145 maybe 130 oh, i was gonna say mid-morning oh, i was, mid- oh, I was gonna true. say okay. 10 yeah, 30 like, yeah. something 30. something like 10 30 11 something like that is mm-hmm. what i would guess um, but uh, I don't know because any any farmer is not in his pajamas, you know, at mid morning. Right. These guys You're are a bit of a These guys are up early and yeah. I mean, his and... his uh, his his farm does not look like it's in the best uh, no. the best state, <laughs> um, no. and so it might just be out of season. So it could be, might, or it, he's yeah. is quite old. Maybe he's out, you know he's Retired got his farmer. farm hands. Yeah, maybe he is. Yeah. yeah. I'm out know. of the game. Yeah, no more farming for me. Um, it is definitely <laughs> cold for that shit. Because when he says uh, "by the power of Grayskull," you can see his breath. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's obviously very cold in there. So uh, I can I can feel when I see his breath. I can feel what it feels like in that in that shed. Oh. Well, now you have a new phrase for when it's chilly. I was like, man, it's cold as a weapons barn out here. <laughs> By the power of Grayskull. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, this is this is oh man, this is a great minute. It's a great. Did minute. you get? Did you guys get a Terminator Two vibe from just the this whole kind of going into this room full of guns? Yeah, a little bit. I could see that. Sure, I could see that. I got a little um, bit of that. Yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, you could also like get a little bit of a of a Matrix vibe as well. Yeah, um, it's just the like the low lighting, and you know you can't really see terribly well, and that, that kind of just reminded me when he when they go into that kind of what is it like it's like an underground bunker thing in, in the middle of New Mexico or something, isn't it? Or, or Mexico? Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of reminded me of that. It's also the really large uh, rifle shells uh, and 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 uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like sort of what I don't know what those. It's like some sort of um, uh, 
uh, I don't know what kind of gun that is, but the gun that shoots re- big bullets really fast, um, <laughs> whatever, whatever kind of gun that is. Uh, that there's there's a lot of those bullets a in gun? here. Yeah, Gatling gun. Yeah, it looks mm. like there's Gatling gun uh, uh, shells um, like mm. hanging around, and uh, that that seems like something you know the Terminator would be mm-hmm. using to shoot at the T one thousand. Yeah, this Eat also this also right at the. The the first time we they they come in, there's like a royal like a looks like a spear like a royal guard spear or something something like you'd find on in Zelda or something. Let me just oh, get yeah. the second Da-da-da-da. mark for you. You mean a halberd? Uh, yeah, something like that. It's right yeah, when they're talking about right when he cracks open the door. Yeah, right when he cracks open the door. Huh. It's very elaborate kind of thing. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a bunch of bladed weapons as well. Well, yeah, it looks like he does. He's got he's got all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he's tooled up. Oh yeah, there it is, like a medieval thing. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. Maybe he's ageless. Maybe he's like <laughs> it's not just uh, firearms. He's got the whole. Oh man. Or he's like the Wolverine. I love how modern the lighting is in there with the fluorescence and the. It's just it just makes it look like this sort of like modern armory versus what what he probably sees it as just yeah you know, it's just my it's my gun shed, but it just comes <laughs> off as this like this really high tech area that you know is like oh that that's a lot of guns mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i do really like that uh angel is sort of respectful like where he's not he's not coming into this situation under the assumption that uh that that webley was hiding these guns you know like he calls it mm-hmm. his collection mm-hmm. he's like this is a very dangerous collection you have but yeah. he calls it a collection yeah you know he really is the ideal version of of what i what i would i think would hope a a police officer is which is like respectful yeah like understanding yeah yeah yeah, not using his power like to to make himself feel bigger right and not scared yeah because that's the yeah and also not like uh, yeah he's just firm yeah he has he has the situation under control but he's being respectful right he's not like he's not nervous he's gonna get shot at Mm -hmm. any given moment the way that many american police officers are um, right. And it's it's uh, so they have to like come into situations like this, like way more dangerously. But, yeah. you know, he's taking under into advi- advisement that like, well, I mean, this guy just waltzed me over to his gun collection. Like he doesn't have anything to hide. Like he's not hiding it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. he didn't lie to me. He literally mm-hmm. said, I've got a license for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so really is what kind of reminds me of like the footage I've seen of actual cops in action. Where yeah. It's like kind of cautious. Like, okay. Okay, show me this thing. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm. St- you're not gonna do anything. You know, it's just kind of this cautious. I don't know. It found. Yeah, it strikes me as kind of weirdly realistic. As crazy as the situation is. Yeah, no, I love. I love it. I love the way that he's uh, he's treating this guy. Just you know, with a lot of respect and not yeah. assuming mm-hmm. anything. And you like to think yes. that he would treat everyone like that, right? That exactly. Even in London. Exactly. I think he. And I think he would. Harry Brown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a vigilante. Well, I wonder if he gets. One, I, I mean, doesn't doesn't arrest him, does he? Not that we know of. No, not that I don't think he does. I think he yeah. j- he confiscates it because he doesn't have a license for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so which is the law, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's whatever, I guess. But uh, anyway, yeah. that's to, we're getting into tomorrow's minute. Now. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's let's go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up. Duelinggenre slash merch, everybody. That's uh, where you can go check out our T Public store. We've got designs for all of our podcasts in there, as well as uh, anything else the T Public has. We have some like sort of um, uh, uh, tangential 
uh, T Public Designs um, from other artists and things that you can buy in our store uh, that we'll get a cut of. But really, if you go through that link, we will get a cut of anything that you buy at T Public. Uh, so you don't have to buy it out of our store. You just go through our link, and we'll get what we'll get a piece <laughs> of whatever it is that you buy. Um, nice. So it's back, very back helpful. <laughs> very yeah, helpful. That pie. Um, so that's duelinggenre.com slash merch. Uh, we appreciate everyone who does that. And a lot of you are, and I see you and I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> and we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week with minute 45 for the greater good. The greater good. The uh, greater good. Greater good. A love struck Romeo. Sing the streets of serenade. Laying everybody low. With a love song that he made. Find the streetlight. Steps out of the shade Says something like You and me, babe How about it? Juliet says Hey, it's Romeo He nearly gave me a heart attack He's underneath the window She's singing Hey, like my boyfriend's back You shouldn't come around here Singing up at people like that Anyway, what you gonna do about it? Was loaded from the start, and I bet many.